welcome to a brand new episode of Sequel Rights, the podcast where we take a look at the franchises that make you go, they made how many of those? And we give each and every sequel a fair trial. My name is Justin Camps and I'm here with Elizabeth Helley and Tyler McLeod. <laughs> nice to meet you, Tyler McLeod. I mean, of Clay uh, McLeod. yeah. Uh, before we get started here, I just want to say a, a big thank you again to Matthew Feitchens for being on last week to d- talk about uh, his newest film, Dragonheart Vengeance, uh, that he wrote the screenplay for. And if you missed that episode, go back and check it out. It is awesome. Yes. It's up on your feeds now. It's not uh, being stopped by Apple Podcasts or some crap. Yep. It's there. Thank you, Matthew, for being on the show. It, that was awesome. But this week... Uh, you know what? All I have to say is this. Welcome back, McLeod. <laughs> <laughs> We're back on the Highlander train with Highlander 3, The Final Dimension, and we have a special guest here with us. My brother, the man who does the music at the top of the show, Jordan Camps. hey There he is. Hey-o. Live from Chicago. <laughs> is it snowing over there or what? <laughs> yeah. It, uh, today it rained, then it snowed. Then it rained. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's been a, quite the day over here. Oh, a wintry mix, if you will. That sounds, <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, before we get going, we always like to uh, give you guys information on how you can reach out to us. Elis. Yes, please uh, send us an email at sequelrights at gmail.com with your suggestions for future franchises or any other questions. And you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at sequelrights. And if you have any thoughts and suggestions for franchises we could potentially do next, you could put them in a cave for 400 years and wait for earthquake scientists to find them. Or you could just leave them uh, with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and we will get them, read them, and maybe even talk about them on the show. And if you want to give notes to Jordan on the uh, theme song at the top of the show, call in right now at 555. <laughs> Maybe I, if we had uh, more. Wait, you're broadcasting live? Yeah. <laughs> no. yeah no. Live to tape. Live to tape. <laughs> That's right. Maybe if we had more reviews, Apple wouldn't like screw up our uploads. Somehow. I know. That was uh, dumb. That they, was are, dumb. they are always last. Like I, for other podcasts that drop on so Wednesdays. Because yeah. it's coming yeah. from them to everyone else. So how does yeah. that make any sense? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of not making sense, Highlander 3, here we go. From the dawn of time we came, moving silently among you, immortals. Throughout the ages, he has traveled through time, fulfilling the prophecy that there can be only one. But the ultimate evil has found him. His name is Cain. Highland is out there somewhere. And he owes me 400 years. One is a master of the sword. I know who you are. You're Connor McLeod, born into the clan McLeod. The other, a master of illusion. Some say he's the devil himself. Two enemies from another time are about to collide in this one. <laughs> I had to take it all the way to that part like, some stuff is going to happen in this one. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot that he said it was that. Like, it was like uh, the, we haven't decided the title of the film yet, so just call it uh, this, this one. This one. Highlander, this one. There can be only one Sky Shield. Speaking of, speaking of the title of the film, can I just read the first sentence uh, from the Wikipedia page yes, for this movie? Yes, yes, go for it. It says, Highlander 3, colon, The Sorcerer, 
also known as Highlander 3. Highlander 3 colon The Magician. Highlander 3 colon The Final Dimension. Highlander colon The Final Dimension. And Highlander 3 The Final Conflict. <laughs> conflict sounds so tame. That's I don't right. Know, yeah. <laughs> There's just so many different names. Oh, man. Well, everywhere um, that I could find it to watch online or DVD, it was called The Final Dimension. Yes. Correct. Which uh, yeah. I don't think makes any sense, but, you know. No, whatever. because I, no it's sense. not the final. There are no dimensions. Yeah. And <sighs> uh, it's barely the third one in that they completely disregard the second one. Yeah. Well, yep. technically... Technically, he could still build the shield in 1999. That's right. I kept waiting for them to like. I kept waiting for them to like hint at it or something. Yeah, it's just. He's so just, she died in a car crash, and then from the radiation. Yes. Got it. Oh, that was messed gotcha. up. Yeah. Poor, poor Brenda scraped off the side. Different, of the road. different Brenda. Oh. Well. <laughs> he, has, he just has a thing for Brendas. It's just like, oh, if this girl kind of looks like the other girl. I, that's his thing. <laughs> yeah. That is 100% his thing. White people over the centuries look somewhat similar, and thus there'll always be a woman out there for Connor McLeod. Highlander, colon, white people over the centuries. <laughs> well, as we mentioned, this one totally disregards everything in the previous film, which, yes. uh, you know, fine, fine. Fine, that's sure, fine. if you're yeah. going to do that, but then why this <laughs> i don't know it starts off with connor mcleod sitting you down in front of the fireplace <laughs> he's just directly staring at you staring, staring at the camera <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna tell you a story <laughs> and it's not a framing device it's not like we come back to that moment or anything no. like that it's just where we see he's telling his son john his adopted <laughs> his son, son john. john yep in morocco america yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's because hanging out with Rambo not? on a bunch of horses. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so anyways. So yeah, this movie <laughs> starts where the last one, I guess, ended, but also started. <laughs> it's eight years later. Yeah. Right. Brenda and, died, they said, three years in or something. Oh, no, no, I mean, yeah. I mean the, the, the Scotland, like, the, the, oh. like when he's wandering, uh, he wanders to Japan. To Japan, of somehow. course. He Why says, not? finally, I made it to Japan. Like, yeah. that's where he was trying to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as dumb as that sounds, it actually does make some sense because Ramirez said yeah. that he got his best sword and his best wife from Japan. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> he did say both of those things. Yeah. I wonder, it makes me wonder how he got to Japan. Walking. Walking, yeah. Well, I guess yeah. we, I guess we do know he can be underwater and attack. Yeah, you can walk sword. Right. on the bottom of the. <laughs> so, uh, so full disclosure too. I haven't seen any other Highlander movies. Only this one. Ah, okay. That's well. That's what we <laughs> well, like. The full, best. full disclosure: you saw the first one by watching this one, <laughs> right? That's, so I've I've read plenty about this movie, and everyone's like, "Well, it's the same as the first movie." And then I watched, I, well, I listened to... With magic. The, yeah, I watched some reviews of the second movie because it sounded ridiculous. So. <laughs> Justin can lend you the Kind of what's going on. Yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, the second movie, uh, as we said on our previous Highlander episode, is widely known as one of the worst, worst movies of all time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I'm a, I, I consider myself a bit of a connoisseur of bad movies, so mm -hmm. I might have to go back and revisit that one. I think this yeah. one was just dumb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's, it's pretty dumb. There's some bad stuff. I mean, yeah, there's bad stuff. Um, so, yeah, this one starts with him in Japan with studying with uh, legendary Japanese character actor Mako. Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, and uh, they're playing Fruit Ninja. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
with illusions. Yeah, and he's, he's doing like, a great illusion. job. Yeah, it. yeah, and like the rock people from Neverending Story are there in the cave right? yeah, for yeah. some reason. Sure. For some uh, reason, that's never explained. No, no, that's just part <laughs> of the is, illusion. This is uh, uh, the character's name is Nakano, uh-huh. and he is the titular alternate title sorcerer <laughs> <laughs> of this movie. <laughs> yeah. He's apparently also an immortal, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah, he trains McCloud, and then he says, you should kill me so that you can take the power of illusion. And McCloud's like, nah. <laughs> That's not, you haven't shown me anything cool that you can do with yeah, it. Yeah, you just made a, snor- a sword of snake. Yeah. Whatevs. And you made the screen go all neon yeah. while you while you took my sword. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's teaching him his signature spin move. I like how the signature spin <laughs> move is, comes yeah. back like 10 minutes later and then never again. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. We, we should say, uh, too, just like the last film, this is not what was out in theaters. This is some, like, uh, when you look at the Blu-ray, or not the Blu-ray, the DVD, which I didn't buy because there's no special features. Yeah. But this is the special director's cut of the film. So... Yes, the one that was released in theaters was PG thirteen, and Ooh. this and this Ooh. one has two explicit sex scenes. Yeah, <laughs> very, very to, to the point where I was like, "Was this just made for Skinamax? Like, yeah, was this yeah. actually it's like a Skinamax movie?" Softcore status. Yeah, it yeah. is. You, you see I, lots. I of can't things. wait to talk about those sex scenes because I I had a quick conversation with Justin, but I think like the second one in particular, if what, if it wasn't there, that would make it a completely different movie. Yeah. It would be so much better. Yep. If that second sex scene was just gone yep. or somewhere else. Yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> so incredible. It doesn't, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Well, it makes as much sense as the, uh, Scottish tap room having a concierge and a little desk out front. <laughs> yeah. I was like, is this their hotel? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we're pretty quickly introduced to uh, Genghis Khan, who's coming yeah. around killing Sean everybody. Sean, you, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Mario Van Peebles playing Kane, who's mm-hmm. the big bad of the movie. Yep, of indeterminate ethnic big origin. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, even though he's kind of coming through like Mongolian status, yeah. but obviously he's. Yeah, black, right? I believe it's Hispanic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Mexico City. Yeah. yeah, got it. So yeah, it's a little bit ridiculous, but he's doing a Sean Yu type thing, uh, including like killing one of his men because he really only needs yeah. one. Yep. So uh, <laughs> this, this movie, like, I, okay, there's some cool stuff in this setup. It's like okay, like he's he's made it to Japan. He's learning more. Um, and then, but like again, it's getting to the point. It's like okay, there's there's still not a lot of immortals. Like we're getting really close. Like Kane almost thinks that if he kills the Highlander and the Sorcerer, like the quickening is going to happen, right? Like he doesn't think there's any many other immortals. Well, then there's a flash forward in this movie where we're in the French Revolution, and there's, you know, and, and Scott and, and McLeod flashback. Oh yeah, <laughs> well, well, no, no, <laughs> no. The French a, Revolution was before or after Japan. You no, don't really know because oh, the guy's that's living true. in a cave, like. It, that could be any point in Japanese no, history. This, I believe according I believe, according to the plot summary yeah. on Wikipedia again, <laughs> this is all happening in the 16th century, and then the French Revolution is 1788 to okay, 1789. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like after he escapes, he becomes a French revolutionary, and then he has another immortal friend, I guess, <laughs> who like volunteers to die for. Who just him. comes to interrupt <laughs> sex all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are most most of. Connor McLeod's friends just interrupt him having sex yeah. and then come up with one-liners. <laughs> what, is, what is that guy's name? His name is Pierre Boucher. Yeah, Pierre, Pierre Boucher. Boucher. 
Yeah. Okay, uh, so yeah, Japan happens, Kane comes, and he kills uh, Mako, whose name was what again? Nakano? Nakano. Yeah, yeah. okay, anyways. Nakano. So Kane and the two lackeys get locked in this cave. So apparently, if you're sealed in the cave, you could skip the quickening and the gathering and yeah. not count. Right. Because you can't move until other people excavate, excavate, excavate you yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. So they didn't count. So even though Connor McLeod won everything in the 80s, it did it. he did get the power, but he didn't. It's very unclear. Yep. Yeah, but the point was... is, there was three guys in a cave, so it didn't really count. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's like, I thought I won the prize. How is this possible? <laughs> you were just able to read all those minds... Because? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they were magically sealed. It was maybe the stone guys kept them there. I love yeah. that uh, the, the first time. So uh, Kane cuts off Nakano's head. We see Nakano like talk <laughs> as a head, like you're never, you'll gonna never win. get the power of illusion. <laughs> and it's uh, like, but then he does. Yeah, but uh, we've been joking this entire time about. Uh, the quickening lightning thing being like having an orgasm. Yeah. And now it finally is, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> according to Mario Van Peebles' uh, performance here. Yeah. Where he's like... <laughs> and he's like looking... He's like... There's one time where he like licks his sword and stuff. Yeah, yeah that's when he beheads his buddy. Yeah. But uh, this is the first of... Uh, Many of these scenes where you find, oh, their goal of this movie was to make those scenes look cool and uh, everything else look like shit. <laughs> yes. Because those scenes like kind of look like cool and they go on for forever. Yeah. It's like, hey, you want to, like, you want to, how much money we have in the pirate budget? Do, can we spare $10 for a wig for uh, Christopher Lambert? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> so then there's a, Scientist, lady scientist who is uh, excavating. Uh, she's an archaeologist. Yeah. Yes. Dr. Alex Johnson. That's right. Alex Son. <laughs> Alex Son. Yeah. Uh, and she explores things with her pocket knife many times mm. in this movie. And <laughs> she's like, oh, what was that? An archaeological thing? It's a pack of creamer? Let me get my knife and stab it. See what's happening with that. <laughs> so unlike all the other ladies that Connor has gotten with, they're just kind of like smart, resourceful. They figure out what's going on with him and then he falls in love with them. That's some for some reason not enough for this one. Mm-hmm. So the movie's like, we need to like convince everyone that he would fall in love with her so quickly because he had another girlfriend <laughs> during the French Revolution who looked like her. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and was in France, but from England because this actress, we don't want to make her do a French accent because that's just way too weird. Yeah. So let's have her do a god awful English accent. Uh-huh. That's only a little bit of a jump in uh, in my beliefs here. No, it was horrible. <laughs> I love that. Uh, like uh, Connor McLeod just like hitting on people immediately after seeing them. Pretty girl. Yeah, he sees Sarah and like he's hitting on her right in front of his her uncle or whatever. Yeah. Then he's hitting on uh, Alex in the present day, yep. like immediately after. She, she's like talking business, and he's like, "Oh, why are you always talking yeah, about business? <laughs> business all you want to talk?" And about? then he's playing with a baseball like he's never held a baseball before. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that it's because she's actually blonde. That's why they had to explain. That she looked like his former redheaded girlfriend. Because all the other girlfriends have been redheads. And so yeah. they're like, oh, we need to have a Is the movie trying to tell us that she's a direct descendant? Uh, no, I don't I think, think it is. I think it's I just like... the he, movie is smart enough for yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. I think he just think, is like, he, he constantly hits on girls who look like past <laughs> girls. 
That's, I mean, that's, I, that, that's where I thought this whole thing was going. Not having seen anything else, I was like, yeah. oh, she's going to be like secretly immortal and had forgotten about it. Right. No. <laughs> like nothing, nothing to do with this anything. Is, although I have to appreciate that this is like the one movie maybe ever where a white guy goes to Japan for training and doesn't have sex with a Japanese lady that like regrets the affair. You know? yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> He's only into white girls. This I is think. the yeah. only white man ever that has done that. That was probably cut. Yeah, that's true. You're right. You're right. Cut for time. That's yeah. in the special extended yeah, no, no, direction. Because after he got expelled from the cave, like he was wounded, he gets taken in into a village, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The sad Japanese widow. Yeah. He probably killed her husband, but yeah. yet she falls for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. It's, all, it's all there. Uh, well, I want to talk about uh, the most insane addition to this trampolines <laughs> trampolines <laughs> no the uh the addition of john mcleod <laughs> where in a early scene uh connor's friend jack <laughs> is like does he know he's you're not his real dad and he's like <laughs> he basically is like of course he fucking knows i tell him he's adopted every time he asks yeah Whiny bitch. Yeah. He said he knew he was adopted before he could talk. I know. It was like, how'd you even know what? Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> He's like, you, me, not saying. This movie is kind of like, okay, look, like Indiana Jones had a kid's sidekick. Rambo had a kid's sidekick for one time. It's time for the Highlander to have one, but we don't really have time for that. So yeah. we'll just have him for like two scenes. <laughs> yeah. Two scenes, but enough times for this. I want you to look after John. John. I love you, John. Dad. John. How long did it take you to make that? <laughs> did you make hey, that super cut? I yeah. did. <laughs> oh my god, it's amazing. It took me a little while, but it was worth it. <laughs> John, Johnny boy, here's Johnny. Um, oh man, that here's Johnny part was. Like, yeah. Oh god, <laughs> so stupid. Um, while we're talking about him, do you, would you like to know about uh, Gabriel Kacon? Yeah, who plays John McLeod? Gabriel uh, Kacon, John. Yeah, he is uh, Canadian, and. He is now – he stopped acting shortly after this because he felt like it was affecting his grades and he wanted to focus on school. And um, <laughs> Did one movie. <laughs> he also played Gavroche on the BBC once, okay? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so now he and his uh, brother-in-law are like avant-garde designer light fixture makers. And they have made like all the light fixtures for like – Cartier and like the World Trade Center and Kendall Jenner and yeah they make lamps basically fancy ones and uh, he did a interview with a Highlander like fan website a while back and he revealed uh, that apparently the casting directors of the movie liked him so much that they changed the movie to have him be adopted because this kid like doesn't look white and so originally it was just going to be his he's like it was going to be his biological son which i don't know how you explain that but then because they wanted to cast this kid they made it an adopted son instead 
yeah, according no. to this kid. Or maybe they just someone just told him that to make him feel good about himself. Yeah. But he also revealed that uh, what's her name, Deborah Unger, yeah, yeah. and um, Christopher Lambert hated each other. Yeah. So yeah, he said that they, it was very awkward. They they really disliked each other, and so when they had to act all lovey dovey, it was very awkward. Yeah, it's for this child. And it's that, gonna make and, that uh, sex scene a little tough. Yeah. Well, no, because it was there was at least. Two different women, if not three different body doubles. I would uh, imagine so. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the, the stuff with John, I think, is the best part of the movie because everything involving him is just totally ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. One, there's that line about him being adopted. Yep. Two, when he goes back, when Connor goes back to his apartment that he's apparently been paying rent on for the last eight years, even sure. though he's not there. <laughs> well, no, he he has, has, he's been living a really fancy life. He has a crystal pineapple. Right. <laughs> but, like, on his desk is, like, a signed photograph of his son. <laughs> yeah, a headshot. <laughs> like, that's it's probably so the one from his resume when he auditions. Just like, Stay cool, Dad. <laughs> yeah, Johnny McLeod. <laughs> K-I-T. Yeah. Swack. And uh, it's just really funny because he becomes this huge plot point at the end of the movie, but throughout the entire film, it's like he does not exist. Yeah. And then even yeah. when even when he's called later to like you know pick him up or whatever, he's like pissed off. About it. I love I love when there's a point in this movie where like he hasn't told uh, the archaeologist that he has a kid, and this is after the sex scene. This is after everything else, and then yeah, they they fly back to New York immediately, and then like I feel like that the moment that. She knows that he has a kid. She's already like immediately like supportive of like yeah, you got to go get him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, all it's women so have that motherly instinct. Yeah, and she's like, you have a kid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, and the other thing too for the child star check in is that this kid said that he filmed an entire scene where um, Kane is impersonating. Um, McLeod as an illusion and the kid has to fight him and like stab him to death and then it t- like so he has to like think that he's killing his dad because his dad's <laughs> trying to kill him and then it's of course oh it's not God. really him yes so that was cut Jeez. the illusions in this movie are hilarious <laughs> they look like animorphs transformation <laughs> they really they do oh, yeah. they one are. time he did you see the face of the lady transform into or like the Alex Mack like he turns into liquid <laughs> and then comes back yeah I like the part where they like sever his body and then he like does a handstand okay, on the that thing. makes no <laughs> there, there's so many of these powers where I'm like like he runs over a fake bridge I'm like wait I thought it was supposed to be an illusion like <laughs> yeah. and now the illusions have masks I, yeah. I don't get it I don't know my favorite one though is when uh, you know when Kane first gets into the present day and he's like walking around in the streets. He finds these guys are doing one of those mm. like street card games, uh-huh. and they're like, "Oh yeah. man, guess where the red card is?" And you'll win twenty bucks. And he flips them around, and then like Kane does an illusion on the cards, and all three of them are red. And they're like, "What the fuck?" And they go chasing after him. And the one the one dude has these like really cool looking cool looking like Morpheus Matrix, yeah, yeah Morpheus type sunglasses, Jim Carrey and Sonic sunglasses, yeah. <laughs> And he's like, hey, man, what the hell are you doing? And then he slowly turns around and the, his glasses materialize on Kane's face. like, And they're like, what the fuck? That'd be pretty sweet. Doesn't, doesn't the guy say something like, whoa, the glasses. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, my glasses. That'd be cool if you just saw someone who had cool glasses and you were like, I want those. And then you just make them appear. Yeah, and then he face. wears them like the rest of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, these are cool. And I thought... Uh, I like them. And he wears them in this next scene where he eats a condom. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
Where, yeah, after he is at the uh, snake bar. Do you yeah. <laughs> where, where, there's, where there's actually, there's an actual snake. It's like, and this, it, like, it seems like it's just like a random New York bar. And it, it's, it's like, it's like, not, it's not fucking Thailand. And there's, like, there's a snake in a bell jar. There's just like a bunch of like, like stevedores, like a bunch of well, white dudes just tapping on the glass. Being yeah, like, it's like, eh. you know, there's like cat cafes and puppy cafes. It's and like, now it's a snake. Bar. Yeah, it's like one of those weird scenes where you're like supposed to be like, this is what bars are like in the future, but isn't it just supposed to be like present? It's supposed to be a regular bar, 1994. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it makes it's set up like that kind of scene. It's so is that how strange. bars were in 1994? Snake I don't know. bar. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to go to the snake bar yeah. tonight? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. So for some reason, when Connor first gets to New York. He, like, gets beat up by a gang um, and put into the psychiatric ward of a hospital. This guy's a lunatic. Wow, is this about to become a scathing social commentary on the state of psychiatric care in the United States? No. And then then a guy was like, I'm Napoleon. He put on a paper hat. And you're like, okay, there that goes. But this does allow Connor to kill the second henchman in the hospital, which hospitals, you know what they have there, soda. (laughs) <laughs> so when the quickening when he takes the guy's power the oh, yeah. lightning comes through the cans of Mountain Dew and he's like oh yes but it's all the power's coming to him from the dew I like how this guy product placement yes this guy's down in like the laundry room there's a million sheets there's about six million sheets in between him all fallen yeah they're in between him and Connor McLeod, and he's looking for him in that room the whole time, and he knows he's there. And then he makes a statement, like he sees Connor McLeod, like, you're not going to make it out of here, McLeod. And then it's like, oh, shit, the fight is on. But he proceeds to, like, spin, twist his way through, like, seven layers of sheets. Like, he was really far away on the other side of the room. He was just saying out to the universe. He was making a declare. It was on his wish board. It was yeah. the secret of, like, it made I'm going to make like, sure that McLeod doesn't get out of this. It made it seem like we need to, like, extend this scene. So why don't we have him spin through a couple of sheets? A light bulb will break. And then McLeod does his magic spin Does move. the magic spin move never to be seen again. <laughs> that we spent two the minutes of screen time establishing. Spaces. Yeah. It works every time. You should just do it. Yeah. Now, so, yeah, that that's a good point. Like, the when that was introduced by Nakano, it was, was like, this is my illusion. You know, he's like, you got to master illusion. And then he did that move that like makes everything go neon. Yep. But McLeod doesn't have the power of illusion. So how is he <laughs> able to do that? If that was like him demonstrating like illusion. Do you, no do you want my actual read on this? Cause <laughs> I have, a, I have, a, I have a legit theory. Oh, I love this. how everyone's I mean, saying illusion. Like, so I think what, like when he says it's something like, you know, like something with sword and soul or whatever it is like that he says is the Ramirez quote. Mm. I think that, that you have to be able to fight with like, so he was trying to train him to beat illusions because he knew that he would get that power at some point. So it's like if you strike true or if you're fighting with your soul, then, you know, you can go through the illusions. And I think that that's what it's supposed to be. Uh, but that's my over serious reading of this really stupid movie. It's just yeah, it's just that first time when he does it, he says something. He says something like he says something like uh, you have to master the power of illusion and then does that implying like that was an illusion yeah and then, like, <laughs> the way the the way the screen like flashes when it happens mm. it's just like it, it's you're right it's just a t- stupid movie <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any it sense, doesn't make any sense. 
What's that? Uh, this movie again has like a lot of really stupid transitions. Yes, it does. There's that one. There's, where, a, there's one where she throws a sword <laughs> hilt across the room, and then it hits like a like a kilt, I guess, yeah. and then it uses the fabric transition with a really bad comp to go back to the past. Every, all the flashbacks start with really stupid ways, and that goes all the way back to the first movie. Yeah. So I guess I'm glad there's some sort of thread yeah. sticking here. There's one. There's another one where he's like just fresh out of like being pissed off because of some fight. He gets back to his apartment, goes immediately to the fridge, pulls out an entire bundle of oranges, <laughs> and p- picks one up and goes like slice, and then it like transitions to the guillotine or something. Yeah. Fruit yeah. ninja. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So stupid. Uh, so after the mental hospital thing, is that when it gets picked up by the cops? Um, no, no, that's yeah. he, he goes back. He goes uh, back to his apartment. No, that's when you just get uh, the police officer who's like, "I know who this is." Yeah. yeah, he doesn't actually get picked up by the cops until the airport incident. Oh, oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah. What's so, his? What's his? Oh, Nash. This is yeah, Nash. stupid guy. We get uh, somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah, Russell Nash. That's it. Which yeah. is from the, which is from the first movie, mm-hmm. right? So here's a question for you. Just again, this is based off of the hilarious Wikipedia article for this. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, this officer whose name is John Sten. Uh huh. Was he in the first movie? No. Okay. I mean, maybe, but like, it, I thought I maybe know. he was too, He's, but the actor at least wasn't the oh, character. Okay. Maybe. Oh, okay. Because yeah. he was he was the one who was like, I know this, I know this. Well, that did so, happen, Robert and there Russell were Lynch. various white cops around. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, the beginning of the first movie. Uh, Connor McLeod is sitting at a wrestling match. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, and, right, right, right. And yeah. uh, kills a guy in the parking lot of Madison Square Garden. But yeah, right. this guy was clearly one of the faceless cops from the first yeah. film because he knows Brenda and he knows what happened to Brenda. Yeah. Where we get an offhanded it, comment that she died in a car crash. You know? I like how there's no fault assigned to this car crash either. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. So the Wikipedia article says, like, when Kabul's decapitated body is found, unpopular cop Lieutenant John Sten goes on a trail of a main suspect. It's like, it was like, was he really that unpopular? Unpopular cop. Probably. I just thought it was very presumptuous of the Wikipedia article. Maybe he's he's unpopular when he brings witnesses to bars instead of the station. And I don't like remember exactly when this happened, but at some point somebody's like, why were you in Japan or whatever it is? And he's, Looks right at them and says, strange food, good cars, <laughs> tough deals. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what the hell is that? So I think he was talking to Deborah Unger's character. Strange yeah. food, okay. <laughs> First of all, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's at that scene where they're like, we're right outside the Japanese spiritual museum or whatever. And it's like filled with white dudes doing samurai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, this is so stupid. By the way, his his American accent or even Scottish accent has not gotten any better he's in the decade Swiss. he's been making he's this Swiss. Thing. Much he's to my so Swiss. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, please still have the horrible line reading. Yes, and it does. Don't worry. Oh, Strange my. food. <laughs> the... the Somewhere in here we get a straight up exact repeat of a scene from the last movie where... Girlfriend of the week is like looking at all the old photos of Con- oh, yes. Connor. Yeah. Wow, look at Connor McLeod with a bunch of Native Americans and Connor <laughs> McLeod and uh, you know <laughs> signing the Declaration of Independence. 
he's been around for so many things and yet not helped at all. Oh, yeah. Like... And then she looks a little bit to the left and there's, like, there's a painting of a lady and then here comes it, like, who's that? Alternate take, <laughs> alternate take, Forrest Gump is immortal. <laughs> and yes. is a Highlander. Yes. Uh. I guess it's not a Highlander. He's the Highlander. But, like, every time Conor McLeod's there, he's, like, sort of helping. Like, he's in the French Revolution, but then when his immortal friend came, they're like, okay, I'll just die instead of you. But it's like, you're immortal. Why don't you both just fight your way out of the jail? And, like, oh, my God. I I did like the fact that he survived through a period of time where, like, there was a legit chance that he could just the, get like head, head chopped off for treason or no, something. Nothing more terrifying <laughs> that there's there's fans and guillotines. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes I the did fans like get that thrown. There was the a air. scary killer ceiling fan at some point. Yeah, yeah. It is funny. It was just like, huh? Which period of time would be the scariest for an immortal? French Revolution, I think. Yep, <laughs> yep, yep. I did think that was. I think that was kind of fun, even though they don't play it up that. Or much. like literally any time in Japan. I'm pretty sure they still cut people's heads yeah. off yesterday. Um, by the way, when so, when he was in France, the castle that he's at, like I was like, wow, that looks really familiar. Like I sw- this, I think I've maybe been there. I'm like, is that the Tower of London? That can't be right. You know, like why do I know this castle? And I literally went there in September on a random like thing because we've already seen most of the big attractions in Paris. So we're like, let's go to this random military fort that has like a free museum day or whatever. And we actually got like little paper cardboard hats that they were giving out for free. And I have a picture of myself in front of this exact castle and this exact chapel that he's at. So little oh, wow. did I know I was visiting the set of Highlander 3. This was meant to be. Highlander this was meant 3. to be. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So this, uh, there was one thing I wanted to talk about uh, in this. Uh, so I'm a musician. And so in this scene where they're cutting their heads off, <laughs> yeah. there's the incredible drum roll. that's like <laughs> focused on one for a little bit too long where this guy's just rolling on his drum before they cut the head off. <laughs> but it's so anticlimactic because he rolls and then he goes click with his little sticks <laughs> roll click which i was like oh my god how so is this technique times. <laughs> technique not bad okay a little, little all mm. over the place but it, not terrible but it was just like the most hilarious thing as a drummer myself <laughs> like to watch somebody just go <laughs> That's actually why we asked you to be on this episode specifically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene was coming. Heavily, heavily featured drum um, solos. We, yeah. we knew. We knew. This I've movie does notes. like that shot. It does have a bunch of crazy camera moves. Like there's one where where she's working in her earthquake lab or whatever mm-hmm. that has way too many Tesla coils for an earthquake. <laughs> yeah. lab. Like, what is this? And it's, like, and it's this crazy like minute long shot that like starts and like pans down from the lab and then like rotates and zooms down under her work but whatever rig that they have it on is not stable and so it's super shaky the entire (laughs) time (laughs) it's like wow ambitious but like do one or two passes and like yeah it's not working we gotta cut that shot because there's also no narrative reason for it to be that complicated Uh, I think this scene that you're talking about, uh, there's a couple, there's a few times in this movie, we were talking about this a little bit beforehand, uh, before we start recording, where you're watching it, and then, like, if you look away even for a split second, you're like, did I miss an entire scene? <laughs> yeah. But then when you go back, <clears throat> that's just how it is. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the ones you're talking, I'm talking about, uh, is uh, when Kane comes to uh, be super rapey in, in the lab with... Right. Um, 
with Alex Johnson. She, he's there and like he's threatening her and being real gross. And then like on his way out, he, he I think he flies out as a bird or something. <laughs> but on his way out, he's like he's like burn it down. And then all of a sudden, like everything in the building starts on fire, and it shows her looking at it like, "Oh God, all the exhibits are on fire!" Yeah. And then it goes straight to the next scene, and you never find out what yeah, happened. Because she has a scale <laughs> model of a Japanese village that he burned earlier in the movie. Yeah, yeah, burn it down, burn it down. Yeah, it's just weird. It's like on fire really badly, and then it's just like, oh, next scene she's uh, hitting on Connor. I think that this movie. <laughs> I think that if there was a scene, if they if they shot action stuff, if there was a second unit of there was either a helicopter or a stunt or whatever it is, they structured the, the plot around that's going in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a point where McLeod is training in Scotland yes. with, his, with his sword, and it's like they, they, they're, they had the helicopter for the whole day. And they had four, a couple different locations, and so they just it's told just, him. They just told him stand on that cliff yeah. over there. The helicopter's going to do it. He's going to do a few passes, and it's just him doing like just kind of random, kind of shitty. Just it's like all the ha, same ha, ha, stuff. Ha, ha. It's and just like the first movie. It's all yeah. the stuff he did in the first movie, just without Sean Connery. Yeah. In there. Exactly. But, like, Swing the sword. It's the exact same <laughs> shot at like a few different bluffs, but it's just like, oh no, we have the helicopter. Like we have the footage. Like yeah. put it in. It's the exact same shot every single time. This was the part two where I thought for sure I missed something because like they're in a scene. It's like Connor and Alex talking in his apartment, and then suddenly the next scene he's in Scotland, and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing in Scotland? He needed yeah. like some kind of metal or no, something? no, no, no. Okay, so, so okay. Like, well, so first let's talk about the, the destruction of his sword. What happens? Here? Right, right. You, go, you go through it. You, you explain. They fight. Uh, well, okay. So there, they there's there's a fight. Which place are they at? They're, they fight on they're holy ground, the, right? They're, they're at, at sacred, a Buddhist temple. Ground. I know they're on sacred ground, but also That's, a tramp, uh, also yeah. like a, a gym. A gymnast. Oh my god! I, mean, I forgot. Tyler, Tyler, you're the only one here that hasn't been to Asia. And let me tell you, <laughs> yeah. when you visit a Buddhist temple, there is always several trampolines there, there's, there's, strategically placed. There's for always acrobats. Yeah. Who thought this would be a good idea? <laughs> Who designed this fight? But scene? yeah, so basically they do it. And, and there's like, oh, we're on holy ground. This is a Buddhist temple. And Kane's like, yeah, I don't care. It turns out that rule, whatever. Do you think that's why they had to swing through the air fighting? So that they're not, uh, there's nothing about fighting on holy oh, air. Good point. <laughs> yeah, so there's like a little dumb trampoline and like some trapeze stuff in this temple, I guess. It's so dumb. And they fight. The fight's pretty stupid. Um, they're just swinging there's, back. There's a cool it's effect. It's a tiny trampoline. It's yes. like smaller than what you would use and to we, do the vault or whatever. And we, and, and, we, and we see them both jump. Like, we get a shot of both of them jumping on it. <laughs> I, I was like, I, I had a thought that it was like the most... It was like so 90s because it's like one of those like exercise trampolines yeah. that like everybody, all your friends had, but nobody, like you nobody didn't have used, one, all yeah. your friends had one. There's a couple nobody of, used to, yeah, there's a couple of, just hilarious. go over and jump on those little trampolines. Yeah. There's a couple, a couple of hilarious like shots too, where it's like, uh, Mario Van Peebles like flying through the air and he's clearly coming down at the ground at like an angle and then it cuts <laughs> to him like landing like, ha, perfectly on his two feet, like totally different shot, different you know, stunt oh double God. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so, for whatever reason, this allows Kane to break McLeod's sword. Yeah, I'm, I'm because because at one point, like unclear. Buddha wakes up and he's like, "Don't be fighting here." <laughs> <laughs> I see you. And, there, and there's a wind, and then uh, the sword shatters. 
Yep, yep. And so then there's just like literally, I think somebody off screen, like while they're talking, is just like, Mr. McLeod, your, your flight to Scotland. He gets a phone call <laughs> yeah. randomly. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I guess I kind of heard that. It's just so dumb. And then so she stays at his apartment <laughs> or something else where she's researching. At this point, I think no, she's back at the museum DM. that Kane oh, lit yeah, on fire. Yeah. Right. Right? She's yeah, and, and I think so. Office. Well, yeah, after this fight, she'd follow it. So she's there during this whole fight. And and McLeod yeah. goes to her and he's like, everything you saw, you didn't see. Run away. And then he just kind of runs down a hallway and the <laughs> shot stays on him the entire time as he runs yeah. out. And it's like, in 1994, like, he kind of has, like, the Seinfeld look where he's wearing jeans and tennis shoes and, like, a leather yeah. jacket. Chunky knit. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> was that cool? Like, is he supposed to look like... I mean, you saw the trench coat he was wearing when he first got to New York, too. I was like, why is it so puffy? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, like, oh, you never... And th- so, yeah, and then the police come in. This is the thing I was talking about earlier. And, and like, police, stop! And they arrest... And, like, they pull her in. But the, pol- the police officer takes her directly to a bar, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And questions her, and he was like, yeah, like, he killed his other wife. They got in a car accident and peeled her off the pavement. He walked away. I hate this guy. <laughs> oh, man. But my favorite shot in this movie is this kind of crosscut when he's in Scotland after this where she decides that she's going to support him. And at this point, she thinks that he's a descendant of the McLeod right. family, but not the actual guy. Based off of a piece of kilt that survived 400 years. A piece the of cloth are that is the same years. pattern, but different colors. Yeah. 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 So she's an expert on like Japanese archaeology and <laughs> kilt colors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scottish kilt colors. And so like, it's a, it's like a montage of, of her researching and like him, like in Scotland doing shit. Nope. And then at one point he, no, he finds, that, he, he's, <laughs> this is, yeah. he's failing to make a sword. Exactly. He's like, I, I can't do it. I just can't do it. The Connor but taught me the illusion, but he didn't tell me how to make a sword. <laughs> but the first shot of him is when he finds the actual tools. It's like he's buried oh, yeah. them. <laughs> and like he's like, inside the he's like ah, the old digs. It's <laughs> yeah. just like a wall with some moss on it. Yeah. And then he pulls them out, and then he holds these two little hammers, and he's like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> he looks right. so stupidly happy. And it's just like... It's, it's just like, oh my it's god, crazy. he cannot act like at all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, like, what other movies was he doing between all these Highlanders? Mortal Kombat. Uh, Mortal yeah. Kombat. Yeah. Okay. I just thought that he was in Hail Caesar, and I'm like, I don't remember that at all. What? Go back. Yeah. My god. I don't remember I either. Love that movie. Yeah, There's something else. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's. he's I mean. Phew. But I love that the uh, yeah that the filmmakers were like we need to put in a montage of him being real shitty at making <laughs> swords. Uh, yeah, and then she long bas- enough for that Alex to show up. Yeah, as well. <laughs> yeah, long enough for her to fly unsolicited to Scotland with a piece of metal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, this whole thing, uh, you know, Alex in Scotland. You know, we've been waiting for it the whole movie. We know that, like, I'm surprised they didn't have pretty, sex after saying pretty hi girl, pretty girl. in the first this scene. Is, this is the best part. It all, <laughs> it all leads up to another hilarious line reading where, like, 
the music is you'll hear it here in a second. I've got the I've got the wow. <laughs> yes. I've got the audio. This uh, is the, the second sex scene that you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yes. okay. the, yeah. He already had sex with her past version, right? Correct. Yeah, who who like he can't he doesn't even end up. With, I mean, yeah, yeah, he only like licked her nipples like once or twice. Yeah, so. yeah. So that's like <laughs> you know, oh, that's whatever. Right. That's right. There's three sex scenes. That was like there's movie. nothing. Three sex scenes. There was yeah. nothing compared to what comes here. Yeah. But I, I love this. <laughs> <laughs> I love this moment where like the the music's building up. She's like listing out all the things that he is, and it's and he's like he interjects at this horrible moment where it's like they're doing the whole like we finish each other's sentences thing, but he says like the dumbest thing. And I have it right here. I know who you are. You're Connor McLeod, born into the Glen McLeod. Glenfinnan, on the shores of Loch Shiel. You were driven from your home in 1536. And I cannot die. And have wandered the world ever since. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then it's like full-on porno after that. Dude, that drum beat, I was like, I'm gonna be a mighty king. Like, it sounded so close yeah. to it. <laughs> I love that he's like, I think she's going to say, and you cannot die. <laughs> the way that she comes in with her next line, like immediately after he talks, like it was like 80 yard cut together. Yeah. And I cannot he's like, die. He's like, oh, oh, sorry. I thought that pause was a little too long. Yeah, I, I, thought, I, was, I thought we were doing a thing. Yeah. That, that's how I always feel silences. <laughs> At dinner parties. <laughs> it's like three movies now, and the one thing I know above all other things, other than that there can be only be one, is that Christopher Lambert loves to suck on some nipples. Because <laughs> he's the only through line through all three of these movies. Yes. He's the one that's demanding it. It's not the director. It's not the writer. It's him. <laughs> this uh yeah oh my god yeah. the sex scene goes on for so long it's really long you see all sorts of things <laughs> you uh, see way more than i was like I would, oh my god I, I, so you'd see things that <laughs> i would took, be they'd yeah. be shocking in a movie today yeah. yeah yeah and yeah it goes on and it's like so like you know purple like neon lit and it's like uh yeah this is seriously for skin it's for skin <laughs> also i'm kind of like where are they because wasn't he just staying in the like castle the, ruins the, or whatever? The, the the transition is so funny i don't know if you're gonna say this jordan but like they transition from like the fires the of forge the forge into like what what when i when it happened i was like Holy shit! Their bed is on fire because it's like the it's like the, the POV the, the, of the fireplace. Yeah, the cameras in the fireplace of whatever best western in Scotland yeah. they're in, and it's got these two poles that look like the end of the bed yeah. spokes or whatever you know bedposts, and uh, and the whole time the fire is kind of in the foreground of their bed, like, which shit. is like oh they're trying to do it tastefully, and then it's just like nope, nope, like graphic insert of like ripping off her pants, yeah, like, and, and nipple looking. This yeah. is. This is just the part where I was like, this movie lost me at this point because I'm just like, because there was a there was a part of me that was like, OK, oh, oh, my God, they're building up to this great thing. Like he can't make a sword. He needs this one thing and she happens to have it. And she comes all the way to Scotland and she's like, finally figured out, oh, I know who you are. You're Connor McLeod and I've got what you need and let's go kill that guy. But you know, it's like, <laughs> I cannot first, die. Let's have sex. Yeah. <laughs> Smash the sex scene. Yeah. And, like, yeah. and then 
afterwards, this is the scene that I was talking about. Like they're in some like Scottish pub, <laughs> like a bed and breakfast, and like and they're just like holding hands, whispering to each other, just like oh, like, don't, like oh, it's so. Low. And then like then a woman, a concierge, <laughs> comes up and he's like, "Excuse me, you have a you have a call, Mister McLeod." And he's like, "I'll be right back." Like like this is a normal thing for him, like where he gets calls, yeah. you know, and uh, and it's his friend Jack. Oh. Jack, what the hell are you doing in Scotland? What do you mean? John's on the flight from Marrakesh. Gets into Newark tomorrow afternoon as planned. What are you saying, Jack? <laughs> Something so wrong dumb. with your <laughs> I've just dropped him at the airport. Is there a problem? No problem, Jack. I'll pick him up. Bye, Jack. Thanks. I love the like menacing music that yeah. comes in because okay, so clearly he, nobody you know, uses first names like Lambert. To, <laughs> you're supposed to be like, oh, he's realizing that like maybe there's a problem, like someone else could get him at the airport, and not him. But the way the <laughs> the way the scene plays out, it makes it seem like he's just really pissed off that his son is interrupting his time in Scotland. <laughs> and he's like, but, fine, I'll pick him up, Jesus. But it's just like, <laughs> oh yeah, 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 right, right, right. Evil guy. I'm a dad. Right. Yes. These are all things I need to remember. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, that's you know, why I came to Scotland. That's <laughs> <laughs> sword. Uh, kill yeah, to kill that guy. It's, it seems like it's important. I mean, you still gotta eat, I guess. Yeah, or not because you're immortal. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Yeah, we haven't breached that yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, just because I made it to like this, whole, the whole thing that get, kicks it off is 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 this. I, I have to play it just because I thought this was also just a funny sound bite. Hi, Eva message. I'll call you back. <laughs> Hi, it's me, John. I miss you. <laughs> when are you coming home? You said you were going to call me, remember? Well, in case you forgot, it's Marrakesh. 1442. Love you, Daddy. Bye. <laughs> in case you forgot, here's my exact whereabouts. Daddy. <laughs> okay, I had to leave that part. Daddy. Daddy. <laughs> Mario Van Peebles is like being gross and sexual this entire, entire movie. movie. If you if you play just that beginning again, there's a there's a world you could read that like that uh that voicemail was recorded by Werner Herzog. Like the way sounds. Just play just play that beginning again if you can. Hi. Leave a message, I'll call you back. <laughs> <laughs> leave a message, life is futile in the, in the face of nature. I'm going to leave that on my voicemail, yeah. <laughs> leave a message. Uh, it's so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. That's just incredible. And so, yeah, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, we'll fly back. Um, and then... Uh, Airport hijinks, yeah, pre-9-11. Yeah. <laughs> Lambert decides oh, he man, wants to yeah. he wants to this, tackle some folks. This was genuinely upsetting scene. Newark. <laughs> when he's skipping people in line, skipping I was, people in line, I was yeah. like, "Are you fucking kidding? No one would let you do that." I'm glad that they actually instructed the background actors to like look pissed off that he was cutting. Yeah, them. but yeah. no one would just like be okay with it. They just yeah. kind of go like, "Oh, what the fuck?" Uh, some white privilege right there. Yeah, <laughs> he looked like a, a bomber too. His hair's all tussled, and he's yeah. like. <laughs> All nervous. But this is where we get some more illusions happening. Because Kane has shown up to pick up John. Neglected, adopted son John. Right. So Kane was a guy <laughs> 10 minutes previous in this movie. Uh, fish out of water guy from 400 years ago. 
doesn't know what a condom is, eats it. Doesn't. <laughs> no like, love, like, no like, love, like, Tyler. Like, yeah, uh, which apparently that she did not stand by that at all. <laughs> she couldn't. They also make it sound like she died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think that. I think I think he might have. Uh, I think he might have murdered her. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and um, now he's picking people up at an air. He has an elaborate plan to leave, to understand what voicemails are, call people, drive a car, drive pick a someone car, up at yeah. the airport. Yeah. Uh, change bodies. Change bodies. <laughs> to the airport. There's yep. no like GPS. Yeah. 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 Yep. He knows where it is. Well, also how did Jack find that he was in fucking Scotland? Like you just call it like you call around. Like how did that what happen? What are you doing in Scotland? Yeah. I don't, I have no <laughs> yeah, idea. What and, the hell? and find out he was at some remote Super remote ass like bar in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's like a king there. He just can go back and be like, "Oh, Connor McLeod." Hey. Yeah, but even then, like you'd have to know to call Scotland. <laughs> where are the places like, he could it's, be? It's like, oh, where, like where could your dad be? Like I don't know. Like if if uh, usually he never does this, but maybe if he saw somebody who looked like one of his past girlfriends, he's probably banging her in Scotland. By the way, we didn't mention this, but <laughs> the place he always takes her, despite the fact that he was driven out of his clan by like ignorant people yep. and had to separate from them. The way she's able to find him is that he attended like a family reunion sometime in the nineteen. 19- in, in like the, in yeah. the 80s or the 70s and like signed his real name on the family reunion sheet. That's weird. Why Sometimes you when you're mortal, you, you, get, you get bored. I guess. And then he was like, well, maybe somebody who looks like my ex-wife will be here. That's true. That's true. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so then the they torture the poor kid in the car. Yes. Ford versus Ferrari situation. I made, I made one more super cut for you guys because this was... <laughs> probably my one of my favorite moments in the film because I'm like, okay, so his uh, Kane's plan succeeds. He picks up John, yep. and for whatever reason, just decides to fuck with him for like <laughs> for like a five minute. It's sequence. like a Spider Man Far From Home like <laughs> yeah illusion. He's trying yeah, to show yeah. him how much he's learned about automobiles and it's, and and the rules of the road. It's mysteriously intercut with like a very quiet sounding scene of Connor in an interrogation room with a bunch of cops. Yeah. And then like the loudest guitar rock, like, <laughs> and it's playing it like, this is a comedy moment, even though this child's in danger. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, this is another part where I just love the hilarious, like over the top screaming and stuff that's going on in this scene. Um, so I, uh, I made a little, another little sound for you guys. He's got my son. What's up, Nash? There's nothing in your file but a son. You're a liar, Nash. You're a fucking liar. Nash, what's up? Please stop the car. Please. Let me out of here. Let me out of here. Please stop the car. Okay, I. Oh. <laughs> you might have thought that clip was long, but I cut out like 
a minute worth of like screaming, screaming and oh scenes. God. It's just like it's so funny because he's driving him through all these fake planes and fake. He's a master of illusion. He could make any scenario to scare this kid. And he's like, I'm driving on a runway. And then he escalates by putting the threat of a wall. <laughs> it's, oh, it's a, a wall. wall. Oh no! <sighs> this this scene, you guys, I, you should just watch it for this moment because it's just you really so, should. It's just so over the top and crazy. I but, don't. My mind was just like, why is this? Happening? The thing that's insane about it is that the idea is that it's all fake, but the car's getting pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's, well, I think like some of the cars are real, and then the ones he drives. It's through, very honestly. strange. Yeah. It's like I, if I had the ultimate power of illusion and I wanted to fuck with a teenager, I think I could find some other ways to do it. I just love the kid screaming. That was so funny. You lose his facial Look, expression. It's a plane. When I said that, it was absolutely right phrasing. My God. <laughs> We're going to isolate just that, like, quote. That's my 2020 hot milk moment. Hot milk. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, hot milk. Oh, man. Well, yeah, this all leads to the final confrontation. You mean the Dr. Feelgood confrontation? Yes. <laughs> Why? Like, Why? Like, it's not the loudest guitar music in the movie. Well, this was also apparently something oh, added yeah, for the yeah. special director's <laughs> cut. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, there's like six more illusions. There's the Johnny. Here, Johnny. 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 Um, but it all ends in like this, you know, an electric uh, compound. Well, they go. No, they go. They meet in an old church, mm-hmm. but they can't fight there, I guess. Also, everything in the he church wasn't is even fake. there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything in the church is fake. Yeah. yeah and then it's they, like he wasn't even there. Then they end up at a power plant. He's like, follow me, Highlander. Scry! Into Jesus. Yeah. Evaporate into the Jesus. I thought that was really funny. The whole fake John and everything. Yeah, I also like the idea that like his son was on this plane from Marrakesh and he was flying from Scotland and like he could get to the like he's already on, his son's already on the plane that like he could get there faster. Like, he's, like, he put in his plane. His son had like a shitty connection. Like he had to go through De Gaulle and be like, <laughs> he's like yeah, you start. He, he had an overnight. You know, he's there, but uh, I'm gonna take the private jet and go direct. <laughs> like, oh man. He took that little prop plane. Where he also made airplane food yeah. jokes about sex. Oh, man. Um. <laughs> then, when it's getting towards the end here, Mario Van Peebles looks at him and says, I'll see you in hell. Which, will you? Because only one of you is going to die and the other one is <laughs> going right. to remain the, immortal. The only, respo- the only thing more befuddling than that line is the response is... <laughs> I'll see about I'll that. I'll be the judge of that. Judge of that. Yeah. Like, what? That's one of his worst How? Uh, accented line deliveries. And too. that's when he kills him. Yeah. That was his, like, coup d'etat. Yeah, and there's a couple moments in this fight that are just baffling. Like, we yeah. talked about where he gets cut in half. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently he's an illusion, but... Then he puts himself back together, and it's Tim normal. I don't understand. Yeah, it feels like in that moment where he's he's holding with both of his hands. He's on like a like a catwalk, yeah. and like his legs go in front of him, and so he's like still staying upright because he's holding on the edge of the catwalk, catwalk as his legs walk back and then turn around so he can resettle on top of him. <laughs> he does, he does not, not turn like on the he's catwalk. It's yeah. <laughs> long. Yeah, Connor McLeod <laughs> could have decapitated him. Yeah, at any moment during that. 
one minute bit. There's also a moment in the fight. <laughs> yeah. There's also a moment in the fight where Alex shows up out of nowhere, She's and like, I brought more metal. Yeah, <laughs> and to build another sword. And without uh, any sort of like clues or hints at all. Connor just stabs her in the stomach like he's so certain that it's not her. Even though she just pulled him up off of the brink of death. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was no hints like it might not be her other than like maybe he would be thinking like, how'd she get here so fast? How'd she know where I was? Um, but, you know, this movie is too stupid for that. <laughs> it doesn't matter. He'll just wait a couple hundred years and find That's another true. one. Oh, so yeah. he had no qualms with just stabbing her yeah, in the stomach. Yeah. Also, if it was her. Eh. Yeah, That's exactly. Exactly. <laughs> But that's where we get that gross, like, transformation from her face to Mario Van Peebles' face. That was really gross. I was like, yeah, maybe that one could have used a little more time. More wool? More time in the oven. So then he he quickens. He gets his powers or whatever. It's still not clear what the gift really is uh, or how it's any different from the first time that he got it. Yeah. This is another amazing moment at the end of the movie. Where there's all of the fire. There's so many explosions and he's like levitating and like it basically looks like they make it look like a nuclear bomb goes off. And as soon as it's done, like casually down the staircase comes John. It was apparently there the whole time. (laughs) He just walks. Yeah, he just walks out. He's like, Dad. I'm like, how the fuck? He's walking down like it's Christmas morning. Like, huh? I'm so so glad that you weren't consumed by the 15 megaton fireball. Yeah, I'm like, how has he survived? How has he survived? No, he would have been dead. He was was adopted by other immortal parents. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) It's from his French buddy. And then they go to live out their days, like, in Scotland. And he's like, I am here with the woman I love and a son I have taken as my own. In case you forgot, he was adopted. <laughs> Let me emphasize it one more time. Yeah, I was like, that's such a weird way to say that. <laughs> Wait, you took him? Was this legal? Was this legal? I don't know. Is Liam Neeson coming to find you? <laughs> And then we get the same ending that infuriated Tyler in Poltergeist 3. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow this happened again. Yep. Um, there's a sword. The McLeod sword is in a hill. And he goes <laughs> oh, in voiceover, I am at peace. It's finally over. And then all of a sudden, a bolt of lightning hits this, ominously hits the sword. <laughs> so it's like all that development and all that resolution yep. just happened uh, no nope, uh, nope there could be another guy the mcleod sword that has no bearing on the story at all yeah, he never uses that one yeah. yeah apparently and i don't know at what points this connect this this movie does have some tie-ins with the tv show supposedly supposedly, supposedly yeah uh, but uh who knows we'll find out maybe <laughs> Um, I did. I did read some about that, but I couldn't tell you like what exactly. Yeah, me neither. Over my head. <laughs> yeah, but mercifully, the movie ends in that moment, <laughs> only to play only, one of the most yeah. terrible songs <laughs> of all time, which is only in the American version. Yeah. Apparently, in all other countries, they just play that like traditional Scottish yes. tune sung yeah. by the sad lady that played earlier in the movie. I got my bucket. There's a lyric <laughs> that goes, oh, wow. someone yeah. save me. Life is endless. <laughs> as soon as I heard that line, I was like, oh, this must have been written for the movie. That's, that's in that song? Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. The song's insane. What is it called? It's called God, God Took a Picture God of Me. God Took a Picture of Me. 
By Suze DeMarchi, yeah, or Susie DeMarchi. No, apparently also the American version is the only one that has the instrumental Dr. Feelgood for the fight mm. scene. Yeah. yeah. This is, uh, this is the, the joys of the special director's cut that we got to watch. A- again, as we said in our Highlander 2 episode, the script probably literally said rock music plays. I mean, the Wikipedia, <laughs> I didn't find any information about, like, how and why this was even made at this point. Like, who is... It said Miramax. Was a Weinstein pushing this thing <laughs> at this point? Like, what is yeah, happening? Christopher, Christopher Lampere was like, how will people know if I like to lick nipples if, not, <laughs> if I don't make a third Islander movie? It said it debuted number two at the box office. Oh, wow. And then dropped to number seven yeah, the so, next week. I mean, uh, I yeah, think, it's, at least someone watched it, I guess. I think, uh, I think this was like... This is like again reading on the Wikipedia page. It was basically made to promote the TV show, is what uh, it seems like, because it's supposed to tie more into the TV show than like Highlander Two that it it totally ignores. Yeah. So that's yeah. hard it. to know. I mean, I but it was, that's, but that's it's like why? but it's a thirty four million dollar <laughs> movie, and at the time, that's a pretty big budget. It's like I don't know. I, it's I, I think it has to be Christopher Lambert. Like I feel like it has to be or like, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. the series uh, was probably doing well. That's probably why. Because um, the series started in 1992. This movie came out in the U.S., it says, in 1995. Yeah, um, it has to be. So the movie, uh, the, yeah, the series must have been doing well. And they're like, hey, let's <laughs> we can well, still get the case, original. That's infuriating that it isn't just about the people or combine the people with the TV series. Well, like, I, I, think, I think you don't get Lambert without him having some creative say, I, I think, guess, at this point. Yeah, yeah. well... Yeah, I don't know. So, can I can I ask one like all the Highlander movies? Yes. Do they really say that line? There can be only one as many times as they, as they do in this movie. I think so. Yeah, yeah. They, they kind that. of have been saying it as they chop the heads. Yeah, <laughs> you it's have like to every say it time. as soon as you <laughs> chop the head. Yeah. This one had way was, more body levitating and yeah. heads rolling yeah. and stuff. Yeah. There was there was also the great time when um, the the doctor lady Alex. Uh, she said, she said like, she was like looking at that rock and was like, there's an inscription on here. She's like, there can be only one. (laughs) What does it mean? She she even got to say it like, (laughs) not just people cutting heads off. Do you think that that's when the, uh, the sorcerer was beheading stones and he had to say that? He's like, oh, stone statue. Let me just carve this in here really quick. I can be only <laughs> one. Okay. I mean, honestly, why do you think they called, decided to call it the final dimension? The sorcerer makes more sense. It does. The sorcerer makes sense and the final conflict makes sense. Yeah, but why would they choose the final dimension as like the? There's no dimensions. They went through great pains to say in that second movie that there were no other dimensions or other planets. That it was all here on Earth in different times. And now they're like, oh, the final dimension. I don't know. Maybe the word dimension was just cool at that time. Maybe, maybe it was. It's because it's out by dimension films. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was. He actually is. He's still in that that hospital ward. There was an alternate ending, and it's the final dimension. (laughs) <laughs> uh, that was terrible. Do the do. I was, I was like, even even do. reading the Google the Google synopsis of this doesn't have anything, but they do have the two great lines of the last incredible chapter of the thrilling adventure series, and then says <laughs> adjective, then it, adjective, adjective. Yeah, and then it ends saying the Highlander's greatest challenge will become your ultimate adventure. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> 
will it now. Finding so another girlfriend that looks like somebody he used to know. Oh my god. Yeah, well, I don't know. I don't know the final. I don't know why the final dimension doesn't make any sense. Doesn't yeah, make any sense. I don't get it. Maybe, maybe we'll find out in the next movie. Yeah. Before Tyler, do you have a you have a rating for us? Oh boy. Um, how many? Oh, there's so many things in this. There's so many things in this. How many illusions? <laughs> how many? How many photos taken by God? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many photos taken by God? I think that's. I think that's absolutely correct. It's a good one. <laughs> Would you give Highlander three? Let's just call it the Sorcerer. The Sorcerer. Yeah, sorcerer. <laughs> I know, yeah. Highlander three Sorcerer. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give this one uh, to no. Uh, hard no two i'm gonna give it two, two photos from two god. photos from god two yeah. um you know waiting to be developed photos of <laughs> sure at walgreens from god um yeah this is uh, it's bad it basically uh, repeats the themes and plot of the first film but uh i had some fun with over i mean at this point we're like we're like hoping for over the top performances and ridiculous shit and so i had fun with a few of those things but the constant like retconning of the um, story and just like rebooting everything. Yeah, uh, I, I liked that it kind of tried to connect to the first one, but I don't know. They had some cool things going on in the second movie, even though it was insane. Like they could have uh, just been like, "Here's another tale in the life of Connor McLeod." The, the tale. Adventures of young Connor McLeod. Yeah, he's young again at the end yeah. of the last movie, so they could have just kept going forwards. But I don't know. Well, if only they had de-aging technology. That's right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it two photographs taken by God. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I kept going back and forth like being, is this worse than the second one or better? Like I couldn't. It's hard. In a way, now that I've seen both, I sort of admire what the second one yeah. was trying to do. It's like less interesting. Yeah, like this is definitely less interesting, but I think narratively it does make more sense. And I do like that it connected to the first movie and did try to actually wrap up almost all of the like things from the first movie that it was referencing it like you know, explained it away, even though it was crappy. <laughs> or, or killed them in a random off-screen car crash. <laughs> yeah. But they explained that, you know, yeah. like, which yeah. a lot of times these sequels don't do right. that. Um, but yeah, it's definitely not as ambitious as that second one, but it, it didn't make more sense. Like, it was easier yeah. to watch somehow. I don't know. I feel like, I don't remember what I gave the other ones, but I feel like I have to give this one four photographs from God. Wow. Because oh. I do think I do think the ambition for two is there, but the execution is not. I um. think this is the best one. Whoa! Of the series so far. Dang. And, and My that, goodness. And that is saying something. Wow. Yeah, no wow. Sean Connery. Wow. And still, oh, wow. All right, Jordan, how about you? Yeah. I mean... I have to go with one because, I, well, I also have one. Sorry, that's one photograph from God. Yeah. Uh, because I, I haven't seen any of the movies, and this movie makes absolutely no sense. I mean, I like kind of understand the story of like Highlander. Oh, there can only be one. There can be only one, excuse me. Yes. Uh, right. But like just the way that it took me forever to realize like, oh, what was going on? And then – you know, the way that we talk about the film and even the way that like a lot of the plot summaries will have it is like linear in timeline where it's like, OK, it's like Japan, 1600s, then it's France and then it's 1994. And it's like it's not at all that it's like current day 
when he's like talking to the camera, right? Mm-hmm. And then it goes like <laughs> back to the 1600s. Then it's 1990. Then it's 1700. And it's just like back and forth the whole time. It doesn't make any sense. And then there's that whole like moment that was going to be so awesome that is just like smash cut to sex scene. It's just like this yeah. is dumb. Like it's just dumb. Yeah. yeah. I mean, having having watched like a ton of like terrible 80s movies, like you know, there's something to appreciate in a B movie where it's like, oh well, this dub doesn't line up, or oh, there's a boom in the shot, or like you know all that, or there's like there's nothing but one liners here, or like people accidentally looking at the camera, you know. Unfortunately, it's like too good for any of that stuff. Like, there's no booms in the shots, right. or like people accidentally looking at the camera, or anything like that. So, it takes like that that dimension of fun out of it for me. Dimension? Watching like a terrible movie. <laughs> that's good. Oh, that's that's the is. final dimension. <laughs> <laughs> they missed the fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I give it one. It's like to me, it's like not a good movie at all and it's not bad enough to be like a hilarious yeah, bad movie it's purely joyless <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's some great moments like the car chase scene is great and other oh. other one-liners are great but it's just not like quite good enough to be yeah. a bad movie yeah bad enough to be a good bad movie yes <laughs> somehow I, that I, makes sense. I direct you to Highlander too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, from man. from from your review and the other review I watched, sounds like that's up that's up my alley. Yeah. <laughs> is yep. there a boom mic in any shot? <laughs> I imagine that there is. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely at the beginning of the movie, at the end of the movie, they're reusing the exact same footage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They might have they might have like edited them all out of the uh, ex- director's cut we watched yeah. or whatever. But oh, the original true. one probably yeah <laughs> more likely has it. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I think that's going to bring us to the end of Highlander 3, the Sorcerer's Final Dimension. Yeah. <laughs> the Final Sorcerer Dimension? The Final Sorcerer Dimension. <laughs> the Sorcerer's Final Conflict <laughs> Dimension. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, we're still having a little debate here about it, but I kind of feel like we, for our own sanity, should be... W- talking about the series next week. Yeah. But there's some uh, debate, so we might, you know, we might end up just skipping to Highlander Endgame. We'll see. We'll see. But I feel like that's the next that's that's the the next next one. Oh my god. Highlander Endgame. We're in the endgame now? (laughs) We're in the endgame. Maybe. We're maybe in the endgame. We'll see. We'll see. So yeah, we'll either be on the series next week or uh, Highlander Endgame. Yes. Tune so, in to find out. That's a thrilling cliffhanger. <laughs> yeah, if you've got an opinion on that, you can email us at sequelrights at gmail.com. That's or, the bolt of lightning hitting the, the sword. That's right. Mm, that's true. Uh, or hit us up on social media, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Sequel Rights. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Five stars goes a long way. And Jordan, uh, thank you so much for being here on the episode this week. I uh, hope you had a Anytime. good time. Yeah, we, we had fun having you on here. And thanks again, as always, for the music at the top of the show. Oh, you're welcome. I can't believe I spent three ninety nine to rent this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I mean, sorry. Same, same, same. Oh, I only spent one ninety nine. You guys uh, got to get that red box oh, on demand. Oh, I spent seven ninety nine and bought it forever. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so if he's responsible for music at the top of the show, I hope hey. that you're also going to to play God Took a Picture at the end of the show and say that Jordan's not responsible for that. Oh, yeah. I'm not responsible. Responsible for that garbage. There was some internal debate in my mind about what song to put at the end. But Bonnie, what? Bonnie Banks. Yeah. Whatever that's. I might also. I might also put the Lorena McKenna song because <laughs> that. Right. I don't know. We'll see. We'll okay. See. All right.
We'll see what sounds better over the Either time. way, <laughs> Jordan, not involved. That's right. <laughs> not involved. I didn't do this. Uh, all right, well. Put we'll, the drum solo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The drum roll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see you guys next week for more Highlander. Stay.